Hello and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Um, a quick word about one of our sponsors, Homefield Apparel, Apparel, their premium licensed collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that features incredible, incredibly comfortable clothing, um, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Um, like we've talked about, they take the old old Alabama logos and bring them back to life. It's not your typical script day stuff. Um, just some really, really cool designs, and they have national championship apparel. With Bama's big win on Monday night over Ohio State, they now have 2020 National Championship Apparel. Um, use a promo code BAMABEAT at homefieldapparel.com and get 20% off of your first order. Again, that's promo code BAMABEAT at homefieldapparel.com. Cecil, how are we doing? Great. How are you? Doing well. Another, you know, we last had a podcast, I think it was a week ago, another really, really good week for Alabama basketball results-wise. Now, yeah. Did have a couple of injuries, but considering – we'll get to that, but considering, you know, what we thought those injuries might be, uh, it's not quite as bad as it could have been. No. Obviously, the the one that's um, concerning is is Jordan Bruner with a meniscus, but um, I would say, you know, that he's got a chance to be back in in a month, so middle of February – um, and, and the alternative yeah, with that, gonna... like when he got hurt, when he went down with the knee, yeah, meniscus is pretty much your best case scenario there. Um, sure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know the the way the schedule is, you know, if he's out a month, you're you're probably talking about eight nine games, you know, that he would miss ten or so, and and right in the heart of the conference schedule. So uh, certainly not a not a positive, but um, if if he could get back to the postseason, uh, that would be that would be a positive, and and have a yeah, I mean, maybe he, get back a little sooner and have maybe get back for the last three or four three or four league games, you know, like February twentieth, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not going to set a target date, but yeah, that would be a um. It would be great if he could play in those those last four games and and in and, and postseason. Right, get ready to get ready for the postseason. Right. Um. So first of all, we'll talk about Alabama's big win in the Iron Bowl of basketball on Saturday down in Auburn, ninety four to ninety. Um, an exciting basketball game, a nerve wracking basketball game. Cecil, you were there. Um, I was just there. give us a little bit of your thoughts. Uh, it was particularly in the second half. Uh, just just. Back and forth. Um, Second half Alabama score was 57 take, to 54. Alabama with a three-point advantage. Right. That's um, a high-scoring half. It is, and there were, that's, there that's were a lot a, of whistles. There, Grant, were, there were some free throws. That's Anthony Grant game. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. That's that's definitely it. it was, you know, Alabama got an early lead. Auburn came back. Alabama led by one point at the half, 37-36, um, and then just just. Back and forth, making plays, guys making plays. Um, I, I couldn't uh, imagine watching a more exciting game than than that one was. So um, it's Javon Quinterly was out for that game. Um, Justin Powell was out for Auburn, so I guess that was a little bit of a wash. Um, but everybody who played, really on both teams, I thought. Um, had good the one exception. I, I didn't think Jalen Williams had a very good game. He was coming off a big game, right? And didn't do a lot for Auburn. Had foul trouble, and uh, 
over four from three. I think he, I think his previous game, he had made five or six threes. So, um, but Alabama just made clutch play after clutch play. And, uh, you know, Bruner was, was outstanding. Bruner's best game. Yeah. Herb was really good. Uh, Reese came off the bench and, and contributed, um, Inside defense as much as anything else. Uh, Petty showing that maturity that, that he's showing this year. Had what was probably the game-winning play. on a The biggest back. play of the game, yeah, yeah. to put back. Uh, on, a, on a tip um, put back. And, and then um, Alabama defense shut Auburn down the last two minutes. And so it was it was an, uh, an exciting game, uh, exciting Finish. Sharif Cooper made his debut for Auburn. And, and if you listen to this podcast, you knew that that was coming. That's, that's <laughs> called, I called it last week. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hunter did do that. Um, and, and, you know, 26 and nine, what more can you, what more can you say? And just, just chain, you know, Nate Oates made the point. Um, apparently Nate missed the podcast. Um, <laughs> because he said they only found out the day before. Um, he should have contacted Hunter. Yes, but and and so whether you'd found out on Friday or or um, Saturday morning or whenever it was, (laughs) Cooper and and I watched Auburn again last night and Cooper just changes the way they play. For sure. They were totally different basketball team with him out there that Alabama had no time to prepare for. Um, So so. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not a great player. I'm just saying that they played entirely differently from the way that they'd been playing without a real point guard. So uh, Alabama was able to kind of overcome that by making plays of their own and uh, a big win, first win for the seniors at Auburn and um, just continued to carry that momentum. Yeah, and an interesting note about this game that I saw Ken Pomeroy retweet is that uh, Alabama you know, scored 94 points, and yet our offensive efficiency actually went down because there were so, there many, so possessions. many possessions in the game. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but both, the, I mean, the game down there last year was, I mean, a lot like that, too. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> yeah, not a little bit. Yeah, Auburn got the big lead, and Alabama kind of spent the whole game coming back and then forcing overtime. Um, you know, this one in the second half was, I mean, just every possession mattered. Thought everybody was playing hard. And so so really something to, to look forward to. Like I said, Mike, uh, Fair amount of whistles. Um, yeah. You know. 25 fouls for Alabama, 22 fouls yeah, for Auburn. Yeah, Alabama shot 29, 29 free throws. Auburn shot 28. Uh, Mike Nance, crew, it, it was okay. When Mike Nance is Mike Nance is a good, like, secondary guy. When Mike Nance is your crew chief, it's, it's you're probably going to have a questionable crew. But <laughs> I like yeah. that. It is, I, it is what it Byron is. Byron Garrett was the other one, and then I, I didn't know Jason Baker. I didn't know the third one. I did not know him either. So, but all in all, good win. Um, and then you're going up to Rupp Arena, a place where we haven't won since Jamario Davidson went off on Randolph Morris in 2006. I was there. It was a fun game. Yeah, and, but, there, you know, and there, 
now they're coming off their best performance of the year. Right. I watched, uh, I, I know you listened to it as you were driving. I watched yeah. that Kentucky Florida game on Saturday night and was really, really impressed with Kentucky. Um, really, I mean, kind of, I hate to sound like a defeatist, but I went into this Alabama Kentucky game thinking, like, all right, Kentucky's finally figured it out. Um, you know, if we're ever da- due for a letdown, it could be now. Um, and, you know, so really just didn't have a ton of confidence. Yeah, against against Kentucky, excuse me, against Florida, Kentucky shoots almost sixty percent, shoots fifty percent from three, um, just just dominated them from start to finish. Now, um, yeah, Florida's Florida's finding itself a little bit without Keontae, but they've had some big wins too, you know. So, right. So, <clears throat> um, and, and everybody Kentucky put on the floor in that game. Against Florida, played well. Uh, you couldn't find a guy who didn't. So you you were wondering, well, man, are they about to put this all together? Right. And so Alabama just promptly goes up there and leads the entire game. Yeah, it was it was um, as dominant a performance. You know, it was <laughs> in in terms of road performance. I can't remember. Anywhere, yeah. I mean, if you occasionally have a game, you'll go um, somewhere that, that they're down a little bit. Ole Miss last year, they dominated Ole Miss last year on the road. Um, but yeah, it was it was you know rubbering, and I understand that there's not the twenty three thousand, and I, I get all that. But um, just as 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 well as every Kentucky player played against Florida, that's how badly they played against Alabama. And Alabama right. had a lot to do with that. And it became clear that Alabama's just a Alabama, this Alabama team is a, just a bad matchup for Kentucky also with the way right. they play and the way we play. Um, you know, and, you know, the, you know the, go ahead. There were some times, there, there was some stretches in that game where Cal and Cal's looking for answers and he had three bigs out there. You know, he had, yeah. Saar and Isaiah Jackson and Toppin all on the field, all on the floor. A little football carryover on the field. <laughs> all on the floor at the same time. Um, and so you've got two, probably two of the three. And, you know, Isaiah did a – he was clearly the most impressive player, clearly their MVP in that game, a guy that Alabama recruited really hard. Um, had 14 points and seven blocks. But, but even he – I mean – he could stop you at the rim. He could, he could block shots at the rim, but he couldn't guard out on the floor. You know? Couldn't guard anybody out there on the, on the floor, yeah. right? So, and again, part of the part of the issue with Bruner, um, you know, when he was in there, those big guys would have to go out, guard him at the three, or else they're guarding somebody on the perimeter. They're trying to guard. Primo, they're trying to guard Keon Ellis. You know, or, yeah, we're screening instead of getting those guys on, you know, Petty or somebody. Right, right. Or they're, or they're having to not switch. It just created a lot of matchup problems for them. Whereas yeah. on the defense, on the defensive end, we're we're switching everything, pretty much. I mean, in terms of screens, um, because we we have, and that's that's one difference in this year from last year's Alabama team is that pretty much at all times, especially with Quinterly out, like we're big enough. To switch most of the time because we everybody's you know six four or bigger. Let me let me shout out a guy too who who 
Um, I, I think Petty and, and Bruner and Herb and get the recognition, but Shaq, particularly with Herb out, with Herb injured, um, and Quinterly not playing at all, you've either got Primo at the point, or you got you know you don't really have a point. And, and so Petty did some of it, but uh, Shaq, who's, who's not been a point guard, you know, he, he has he scores eighteen points. Takes guys to the rack, um, gets to the line, has six assists to three turnovers. Um, so, really, really want to shout out Shackleford for the way he played in that game. Yeah, it was um, him and Petty pretty much handling. Had to play thirty-eight days. minutes. You know, he, he Petty and Primo had to be on the floor, right? Because otherwise, you're not getting the ball to court. Right, right, and and so they played thirty-eight, thirty-seven, and thirty-three. But yeah, Shaq playing those Kyrie minutes, um, right, right, <laughs> and and played well. So, like I, like we said, Alabama never uh, trailed in the game, but it was a pretty close game at the beginning of the uh, first you know twelve minutes or so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, 20, yeah. 23, 22, and then Bama goes in a thirteen to one run. That kind of that was that really separated things, and then it, I don't think that they ever cut the lead to to below ten after that. And and just just couldn't guard guys off the off the dribble and and you know then they they got down in the second half and, and they made one little I think they might have cut it to they, ten or eleven they, they got it to ten or twelve yeah um you know and Cal in this post game because I was listening um talked about, I didn't I didn't think their effort was was bad I mean that I, I thought they couldn't do you know they just couldn't guard very well on the perimeter. I didn't think Kentucky's effort was was terrible. But you know, they just Cal wants to turn it into an effort problem when it's probably more of an X's and O's problem. It probably is or a roster problem. You know, and and it's just tough in twenty twenty one to to put those bigs down there and throw it down there unless now and, and you know nobody's Nobody's pointing any fingers. This is the, this is also the Alabama football equation. If your guys are just better, you know, if your guys are just better than the other guys, um, a lot of that works. Um, which is which is at, that's why it's worked for Cal so well. I mean, typically, because only his guys are better. Right. Um, you know, if you're if you're, and and they normally have better guards and better, you know, and, and really good bigs. And, you know, I, I, I can remember going up there in um, 16 and they got Tyler, their guards are Tyler Ulis and Jamal Murray. You know, and, and that's a big difference in, in, even though their, their bigs weren't super, you know, they had some, you know, some, some big enough guys. That um, Poitras, Marcus, Marcus Lee. Lee. Yeah, you know, and, but but you know, Ulysses and Murray, they were they were load to guard, man. They were tough, and so so they were they were making some play. Now we're not, I mean, you know, the the team with with Wall and Anthony Davis and you know those, those kind of teams are have 
ridiculous. You know, if you've got Anthony Davis for a year, that's that's in um, Kid Gilchrist and Marcus Teague and those guys. You know, you, those like twelve everything works. Teams, they were they were <laughs> yeah. pretty sick. It's yeah. like it's like Alabama's football offense. Everything works. Yeah, 2012 was when they had Kid Gilchrist, Mark Marquis Teague, Deron Lamb, Anthony Davis, Terrence Jones. Like, yeah, they were pretty. Yeah. They were pretty damn good. Darius yeah, Miller's pretty, a senior. They were pretty, uh, pretty thick. And, Shockingly, and, that team that team ended up winning the national championship. And you know, and then in ten, you know, when Cal first got up there, they got Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson. You know, that's a pretty stout team. So we're not here to relive Kentucky. We're just saying that's, it's not the same. It's not that kind of roster. Right. And so they got to figure out what it is they're trying to do. And Alabama, you know, it's not just this was a one-off. I mean, they've got some other games. They, they lost to Georgia Tech. They lost to Richmond. Uh, they really could be, you know, they beat Mississippi State in double overtime. Vandy's got a ball in the air at the buzzer to tie. Um, so they're they're four and seven and could be. Um, worse off than that. I, I will say this for them and close the opponent's chapter, but uh, they go to Auburn on Saturday. They better be ready. I'm interested to watch that. I'm interested to see that game. <laughs> they better be ready because it's a different Auburn team. It, right. it is. Um, but back to Alabama. Herb in that game played, what, eight? Had got, got eight minutes. Had eight Correct. points, was really playing well. He was playing great. Hit, hit, um, hit two threes. Yeah. Um, two assists, his usual good defense. And went up for a shot and, and landed awkwardly. On and it, the first thing you're thinking is wrist. That same wrist. wrist. You yeah, know, the same wrist. The wrist that they did last year. And your, yeah. your heart just sinks. Yeah. Um, but I think it ended up being, and, and Nate Oates talked about it last night on SEC Now. I think it ended up being um, a Devontae Smith injury. Right. That it's a dislocated finger that they couldn't pop right back in. And if you saw, I watched the replay. When Hurd gets up, he's up holding He knows immediately that there's an issue. And he's pointing, like, come on, get out here. And I yeah. wonder if it wasn't just that he saw that his finger looked weird and was right. just scared. Right. Right. It's probably I mean, not to gross anybody out, but it could be sideways. You know, right. They dislocated like that. And um, so, and best to hold it because then your hand swells up, just like mm-hmm. no reason to go back in after you've, after you've done it. But, you know, so then they had the core three guys, Shaq, Petty, and Primo, and they they really rotated the minutes around and got pretty good minutes from from a lot of guys. Um, yeah, Reese. I thought Reese had another good game. Um, yeah, Reese. Uh, he fouled out in 13 minutes. I thought a couple of those fouls were pretty cheap. Um, right. But he hits a couple of threes. Um, just and plays just really. I mean, he's guarding some pretty like you know athletic bigs for Kentucky. They might not be that good, but they're athletic. And so he's having to having to deal with them. Um, I, yeah, I thought he played pretty well, um, and then you, know, you get more minutes out of Gary than you normally would. Yeah, he uh, was he he was battling in there, man. He four offensive rebounds, you know, right, and, um, and prolonging possessions and scored four points. And, you get nineteen minutes out of um, Rojas. Yeah, and and did 
some some good things and some bad things. Hit a three. He, hit a big. He three. had six six rebounds. Six rebounds. Um, you know, they were really they had such a comfortable lead that it wasn't a crisis situation. But when Rojas had four and Ellis had four fouls, it was, it was scary. Tight. It was about to get tight on. And that, that was also when it was like an 11, 12 point game. Yeah. It, and, and so you're getting your buttholes puckering up a little bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, probably, you're probably looking at Ambrose Hilton having to get the minutes, you know, right. in the upper arena. And so, so then that, and then Bruner goes down in the second half. Um, right. That was probably that probably like 12 minutes left or so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he played 20 yeah. and he goes down and there, there wasn't a ton of contact. Like, you wouldn't look at this play and be like, oh, there's somebody definitely got hurt here. But it's a knee issue, and he can't put any weight on it, which, in retrospect, normally when guys have, like, an ACL tear, they can walk. Right. But the meniscus is kind of what provides stability for the knee. Not to go – I'm not a doctor. Right. But, um, provides stability for the knee. And so he would try to get up, and he had no stability. That's why he couldn't, he couldn't put any weight on it. Right. So he's trying on – he's hopping on one leg trying to play defense. Right. On, on that, as that possession plays Which, out. Foolishly, they don't go right. Well, one foolishly, Primo goes down and like chunks up a shot. Uh, we should have just <laughs> held back and like let them still play because they're not, they're not going to stop. The rest aren't going to stop play as long as a, a team the, is driving. driving. Oh, yeah. And then Kentucky comes back down and foolishly doesn't go right at Bruner. They pull back. And so then the rest can stop play. Right. Right. And we were able to get him out of the game. A little bit of court awareness. Now, I will yeah. say this. You know, Kentucky comes to Coleman in, at the end of the month, and they'll be better. You know, they, yeah. won't, play, they won't play as poorly as they play. You know, Cal will get, get, get guys out there, and they have some capable guys. Keon Brooks is a capable player. Um, Boston certainly has the prep reputation, and everybody talks about him being a lottery pick. So he's going to have a good game at some point. And and Sar is a tough big. Uh, say what you want. He didn't have a great game against Alabama and, and Jackson. So so it's great to win and rub. It's great to celebrate. But they'll be they'll be better. Uh, as we've said all along, as it's been the theme of this podcast, there, there's there's nothing easy. You know, there's right. nothing easy coming up. Um, well, we will talk about what's coming up. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on elsewise, other other places in the SEC. We're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. This is the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. A quick word on Wickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. Since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet, heat, and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wicklespickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. All right, so Cecil, coming up for Alabama, got a game against um, Arkansas coming to Tuscaloosa and then at LSU. These two teams played last night. Um, LSU... Got it. Got out to just a huge lead. Um, ended up winning by uh, 16. But at one point, it, I mean, it was like a 30 point game in the first half. Yeah, it was. They, they went on a 40 to six run. <laughs> Which, yeah, that, that'll do it. <laughs> you know, which is ridiculous. Um, 
they, they've got, you know, Arkansas is coming in here um, this week. But, yeah, LSU is right after that. And LSU's got the typical Will Wade roster, you know, built around um, uh, you know, he built around some guys that he got. Um, right. So first of all, yeah. Arkansas is the one team that's coming in here. Um, I mean, had a really good non-conference. I mean, went undefeated non-conference. Didn't have, didn't play a real tough non-conference slate. The, their best non-conference team uh, opponent was in Detroit to Kim Palm. was North Texas at 107. So didn't really challenge himself a ton. Um, they're two and three in the league. They've won uh, at Auburn and beat Georgia at home. Um, play, did play Tennessee pretty close up in uh, Knoxville. Um, but yeah, they're currently uh, 35th in Kempom, but they've got they they're going to play really fast. They play pretty similarly to how Alabama does in terms of their tempo. They play pretty fast. Yeah, and and they got guys. I, right. I, I swear, uh, JD Note scored 22 points last night. I don't know JD Note from the. I mean, I know him now because he plays for Arkansas, but. You know, where did he come? He's a transfer from Jacksonville, and right. he scored 22 points for him. And um, you know, Moses Moody's their best player. Um, he's a freshman. Lots, lots of good freshmen in the league. Um, and and he's their best player. Six six can hand, you know combo guy. Uh, the guy you would put Herb on if Herb was available. Um, and who knows, but. That that would be the guy that you put Herb on, you know. They 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 kind of play scramble and and up tempo and and do those things and then, but but they also try and play Connor Vanover some, who's um, got seven some, foot three, seven foot three. But the thing is, they use him weirdly, and they use him out of the perimeter a decent amount too. They do, they do. Um, but yeah, they. Like you said, they're. they're I, I'm a little surprised. Frankly, I'm a little surprised at where they're at and, and Ken Palm and so forth are because they they really didn't get a non-conference win that you would say, and that's a great win. They beat North Texas, um, Texas Arlington, uh, but um, you know played Tennessee close, lost to Missouri. I think the biggest thing for their non-conference was they just beat the crap out of everybody. Like they, they didn't did. let nobody, nobody they did. Close. any kind of. I guess any kind of margin of victory or anything there, um, and they'll and they'll up tempo. You know, they're Alabama style tempo. So even with Vanover on the floor, they up tempo. Yeah, and and because of that, Vanover only plays about twenty or you know nineteen minutes a game because he he can't play at that pace for forty minutes a game. Yeah, the other thing they do is they hit the offensive boards hard, which right, and that's something that all Al- which all Alabama struggles always seem to do. You know, right. And that's a that'll be an issue. So uh, should be a good game, uh, up and down. If that's what you if that's what you like to see, but yeah, they're they're coming off a a beating that, that they took. And, and hey, uh, when's the last time I can't remember the last time they beat Arkansas and Tuscaloosa? Uh, that's a fair question. Um, didn't beat them. Didn't beat them in eighteen. Um, no. Didn't play him at home in 19. Lost to him last year. Yeah, you know they're not 
they're not the pair. Sometimes you, uh, all you get is Fayetteville some years. Right. Um, playing there in – I'm going back to Ken Palm right now. Yeah. They beat us at home in 16. Golly, it's been forever. Sorry, this is great radio right here, right? <laughs> me, go, me going through Ken Palm to figure this out. But, all right, we didn't play them in 15. All right, maybe we beat them in 14. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yes, we did beat him in 14. Beat the crap out of him. That was uh, Trevor Relaford's senior day. Yeah. Beat him 83-58. And they were good that year. I mean, they were 44 in Kimball. I think they made the, they made the tournament that year. No, they made, they were a three seed in the NIT. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Ander- Mike Anderson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to beat them for the first time in a, in a while in Tuscaloosa. But, yeah, we just, it seems like, and a lot of times those games have been big games that we just end up. I mean, I know one year they came in with – we had Avery, and we were still playing for an NCAA tournament kind of, and just kind of crapped the bed against them. Um, but, yeah, it would be nice to be, to be in Tuscaloosa. We get, to, we get to watch these guys play again. Uh, by the way, I, shameless plug, I am still in the need, in need for a ticket. If anybody wants to holler at your boy, reach out at Hunter L. Johnson. Um, I, I, hope, I hope to find one. I feel like I will. Um, <laughs> also, next week, you get, go to LSU on Tuesday night. Yes. Six o'clock game. Yeah, very good team. They have nine and two right now. Only losses to St. Louis, who is good, and then at Florida. Right. Um, their core guys. The, let me put it this way: they got a strong ass core. Yeah. Cameron Thomas, Trenton Watford, Javante Smart, Darius Days. That's a pretty strong. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's 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 a strong ass core. That's a strong ass core. You yeah. know. Um, Take that as you will. So, feels um, like Javante Smart's been there forever, but he's only a junior. Um, yeah, and then I guess I guess the other guy they 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 kind of alternate that fifth starter that Juane Wilkinson I guess starts for him. Mm-hmm. You know, who's a freshman. Um, you know, really good, really good athletes, big. Um, don't have the. Tremont Waters point guard that, that they've had sometimes, but um, you know they're they're okay there. Um, Jalen Cook plays a little bit, another freshman, um, but yeah, Thomas is a great scorer. Watford, you know, Alabama fans in Alabama are really familiar with Trenton, and um, you know he can play in post or on the wing. You got to guard him out there on the wing. Um, all four of those core guys, you know, Thomas Watford, Smart, and Days, they can shoot the three. You know, they don't have a – I wouldn't say they have a blistering three-point shooter, John Petty, but um, all four of those guys can shoot it. But, but you know, they really can <clears throat> eat you up on the boards if you're not careful. And, yeah, they're uh, a really good just, offensive rebounding team. They're like yeah, and, and just super efficient offensively because they've got yeah, the, number guys. five number five offense in the country according to Ken yeah. Palm. Yeah, just and they got got talented guys and a lot of that's two pointers, but they can yeah. shoot the three too. And they turned it on in SEC play too. Um, best offense in the SEC and then the, the fourth best defense. So pretty pretty good on the defensive end during SEC play as well. So yeah, that'll be a very tough game. Um, I. I'll, I'm sure I'll convince myself that we're going to win by tip off, but right now I'm like, man, that's that's, that's a really tough ask. Yeah, got to get, get past Arkansas first. Want to right, keep that right. momentum right going. Um, <laughs> so, 
It's uh, Ken, Ken Palm predicts uh, Arkansas 35th and uh, Ken Palm. Ken Palm predicts an 80, 82, 78 win. I would imagine the line will be something like that. Maybe Alabama three. at minus, minus, yeah, anywhere from three to five. Alabama three, minus three. Um, um, yeah, yeah. If you look I mean, at these predictive scores, so many of them are really close just because, I mean, there's a, like, nobody sucks. Like, we've, like, that's been the running theme of this podcast about league play is that everybody's going to be good. Or, or there's nothing, nothing is going to be easy. Almost anybody you could see finishing um, in the top four. Almost anybody. I wouldn't say every single team, but but um, and you could see them playing. You know, there, there are a lot of teams that you could see playing on Wednesday night. Yep. Yeah, that's there's only one game, Hunter. I'm trying. To, I don't know why they changed that this year. That, that is that is because Auburn is ineligible for the, for the postseason and. Thus, cannot play on Wednesday oh, in the SEC so tournament. Only be, However, there will only be one game. Okay. There will only be one game. However, I believe that um, I'm pretty sure that Auburn right now, if the season ended, the season ended right now, Auburn actually would be playing on Wednesday if they no, were. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be Vandy and Georgia? New I'm one, saying if, they, if, well, if Auburn was eligible, they oh, have two games. yeah, right. There would be another game. There'd be another they're one. Not, they would be. I will. I will say this about Auburn. Um, they're not going to stay there. I don't think they'll finish in the bottom four with Sharif Cooper back. No, uh, they're, they're going to they're going to win some games between now and you know if, if the if the no postseason play doesn't affect them psychologically, if they just keep playing the way they're playing right now, they're going to win uh, quite a few games, I think, in the league. And, right. Um, you, you'd say Texas A&M would be down there, but <laughs> I watched last night and. <laughs> They play the ugliest games. Buzz mucks up everything, but then they find a way at the end to win. State State had a State had a lead, like a ten point lead in that. Yeah, game. and then they had they had the ball out of possession. They had six point six seconds, I think, um, and, and ball outside court um, in the back court and turned it over. Didn't get a shot. Tried with si- with sixteen. You know, I'm sorry, with eighteen minutes left in that game. Um, Oh yeah, I thought Texas A&M had had a uh, win probability of 5.3 percent, and then probably went on a 13-0 run. I thought State was going to go on and cruise, but I was staying up because I knew Oates was going to be on SEC live, and and, uh, A&M just again they just mire around, they slug your bigs around, and and. Guard the heck out of you and find a way, you know, just like they did last year. I didn't think they were. That's what they did. They did the same thing to us. Great team last year, but um, you know they do the same thing. So, um, so anyway, they they come up later on, but um, Arkansas and, and LSU are the immediate attention. But yeah, LSU, Alabama's got a. Pretty good shot if they keep playing well at the top four, LSU, Tennessee. And then I don't even know who you would say would be the fourth team. I, I don't think it's separated out even to that extent. Yeah, usually this time of year, you at least have an idea, you know, mm-hmm. how that's going to go. But I and would, then also, I would, also, who knows what South Carolina's going to do? They only play one game. Yeah, they do. I think they, they play at LSU Saturday, so measuring stick I, but yeah they're they've played five games period totally, one yeah. of them is a conference game uh so there's no way to to evaluate um i know 
A.J. Lawson's a good player. That's about what I know about South Carolina. But I, I would think from, from the games I've watched and listened to, and I t- uh, right now, Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU are the three best teams in the league right now. Right. And then how it shakes out among Arkansas, Florida. Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, Missouri. Um, just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. All right. Well, we will do this again next week after those two games. Thanks, Cecil. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles.